Time to do vocal warm-ups so I do not misspeak. I've just given up. Oh. Speaking? Yeah. Ah. I, um, you know, I just... I can't say words good out loud. Only in the writing can I do a word. Outside time? Yeah. No. Nope, it's just getting worse. Uh-huh. <laughs> the more you try, the worse it gets. <laughs> it goes downhill very quickly. In the Mood for Chaos! It's the Riverdale Recap and Roasting Podcast. That it is. You stupid idiot. Oh! (laughs) No! If you came here for a Riverdale recap and... Praising? (laughs) Then you came to the wrong fucking place. Also, are you okay? Yeah, also, (laughs) how are you? Do you need to talk about it? (laughs) I'm Miranda. I've never seen an episode of Riverdale. She wants me to, but I won't. <laughs> it's just every time it's like... Hey, just tell me your name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Evelyn. I've seen most of Riverdale uh, twice. And also most of Riverdale. Just stop. Full stop. Because I wish a it would season and I'm waiting until we're caught up to keep watching. Because frankly, I don't know if I can handle... Oh, too much Riverdale. Do we have like any any idea whether or not this is a final season of some sort? I doubt it. Yeah, okay, but I want mm. I think it's just going to keep going. Yeah. I think that Riverdale is our punishment for killing the earth. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Whoa! <laughs> Wasn't expecting that. Um, it's true, though. Well, and much like Riverdale, we are uh, experimental. We're doing something experimental. Science experimental. Well, yeah. I don't know if they're doing science. We're not going to tell you what it is, but you can trust that it's happening. I'm not, because I don't know, and I'm afraid of when I will know. Yeah. So, I guess that's, you know, in my imminent future. Yeah. This episode, chapter. This is episode 20. This is. This is the big 2-0. It feels like a landmark, even though, it like, it's does. not. I don't know. Episode, like, 10 didn't feel that way, but that also felt like 700 years ago. Yeah. Should we do something? <laughs> like, I, like, pull out the champagne, or? Like, cry? uh, just stop this and leave? Can we? <laughs> no. Oh! <laughs> Not contractually. Uh, well. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> the episode title is Tales from the Dark Side. I was really hoping it would be Tales from the Crypt, but no. No. Would have been funny, I guess. What? Yeah, I mean... Maybe. They seem to enjoy taking sort of children's cartoon things and <clears throat> perverting them into... I don't even know what. So I wouldn't be surprised if they had, like, a take on the Crypt Keeper that was actually, man, I don't even know what, like, a secret underground, like, fanatic who, like, eats bones and... Sorry, you're looking at me with a lot of apprehension. No, it's just, you are a baby. What? No, what? 
hung the ball than he than you think you what? are. <laughs> how does this keep happening? Why is this how I am and live? I don't know. It's spooky though. Yeah. It's very spooky. Tales from the Dark Side was actually a TV series, like an anthology, oh. which is new for them, but then it was made into a movie, which was like an anthology by the guy who did, I believe, Day of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead, George Romero. Oh, that's fun. So they're back to their little horror place. Uh, and also, one of the characters in it is named Betty, so that's fun for oh. everyone. That, that is fun for everyone. I listened to um, last week's episode recently again, and I... Despite it having not been long since we recorded, and despite having had to listen to it twice already for editing, Mm -hmm. I completely forgot the Sugar Man was a plot point. Yeah, it's because it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. (laughs) Is is he called the Sugar Man so that they can make another reference to the Archie songs? Probably. Because if Jingle Jangle is a drug and an Archie song, and Sugar Sugar is like their big chart topper, are they just like equating Archie songs with drugs? I think they are. What an interesting idea, <laughs> guys. Yeah, you look like you really believe it too. I feel like they just throw shit at a dartboard and it's like I think just do. full of nouns and they're like drugs plus songs great got it go nailed it nailed it crushed it guys (laughs) got it in one yeah you have um as per tradition sent me three screen caps and i'm gonna try and figure out what's going on in some of them yeah hopefully there are no you know rubber snake masks or uh screenshots of screenshots we'll see number one Uh so (laughs) cheryl Uh uh-huh dressed like a dominatrix. <laughs> um, but like a flowery at dominatrix. A flower. Oh shit, I didn't see the flowers, yeah. Which I think is fun. She's holding a newspaper or a. and looking at it. Yeah. And she is standing next to, I'm going to assume, one of the pussycats. That's Josie. Okay. Yeah. Hi, jo- Right, they're friends. Yeah. Also, there's a piano in the background, so I'm thinking, oh, I wonder if they're. If Cheryl's performing with them again, because she's done that before, and if they're friends and they're both in black. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Josie's in more of, like, a denim kind she of She is, now that you say that. Thing. So, I, really, I'm, like, zero that for I, two on identifying clothes. I can't decide if I like this this outfit she's wearing or not. Uh, Cheryl? No, Josie. um, Josie. I don't know if I like it. It's just a lot of denim. <laughs> it's just a lot of Canadian denim. tuxedo. They're both looking at this paper... And they both look rather distraught or concerned, Mm -hmm. which it really could say anything. Yeah. I feel like a safe bet would be something Black Hood related, because he shot the sugar man. Mm Mm-hmm. But, um, God, it could be anything. Only thing we're talking about this season, and yet saying so very little about it. (laughs) (laughs) Next photo is, oh, if, ew, it's a drawing <laughs> of a person, and is it jo- is the drawing of Josie? Yeah, it is. Okay, so it's a drawing of Josie, <laughs> and scrawled on top of it in sort of block letters. I say scrawled because it really does look like someone just, like, put the pencil in their fist and moved it. Mm-hmm. If I can't have you, no one can. Which is a lot. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's quite a bit. And, and 
There's a piano in the background again. The person who's holding it has a ring. I mean, I'm assuming it would be Josie. Mm-hmm. So on the one hand, that's kind of exciting that we're learning more about Josie, maybe. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, this is like now the second stalker that's been introduced <laughs> in an, in what, like five episodes? Yeah. So I, I don't. I don't know. Riverdale has one idea, and it's stalker. Great. Thanks, everyone. (laughs) So I don't know what the fuck that's about. Um, And number three... Oh. Uh, Well, that's, you know, that ponytail that's iconic and beyond reproach. Yeah. So that's Betty. Mm -hmm. And she's shot from the back. Mm -hmm. Um... So it's hard to tell how she's, like, feeling about something. But she's walking into an office, which I'm thinking is the blue and gold. Or whatever the other one's called. Register? Register? Riverdale Register? Like the actual paper? Yeah. Um, Or she's looking at... Which apparently no one reads because everyone's too busy (laughs) reading the blue and gold. It's so important. So strange. So true. And then... I'm thinking the other option is some sort of reconstruction of the reconstruction of Sheriff Dad's murder board. Mm. Because there's, you know that that meme from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, the Pepe Sylvia meme? Yeah. That's what it looks like in the background. Just the, can we talk about the mail? I'm dying to talk about the mail. (laughs) I actually would love a Riverdale recreation of that scene where it's just Betty and Jughead busting into the room and Betty just like goes off <laughs> about I don't know, can we talk about the black hood? I'm dying to talk about the black hood. <laughs> she is kind of like that this episode. Love it. Great. Yeah. And then oh yeah and then like so company is bleeding like a stuck pig. Oh my god I'm actually gonna have a panic attack. I'm having a panic attack. <laughs> Alice! <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't I, I don't even watch that show. Um, also, there's like a bird. Taxidermy bird or sculpture of a bird on the desk, and I like it. It's cute. Yeah. So, once again, Riverdale has decided that instead of pursuing anything they've laid out, they're going to open yet another pathway of plot, it yes. would seem. Yeah. Because we're getting some... Josie lore or we're getting something to do with Josie and it's not good mm-hmm. I mean is it ever no maybe the black hood is setting his sights on her because Betty has decided that it's her game now which is ludicrous mm-hmm. um I don't know we know so little about her besides her dad is a musician and not um, very nice. Yeah. Um, and her mom's the fucking mayor. Yeah. Oh, she did get in trouble last time, didn't she? Because the mayor was like, wait, she you did, did drugs? Drug. Now I'm, now I'm just, concerned. Just, just. Now I'm concerned about the, the drugs, only because it personally affected my daughter. Good mayoring. Um, Good mayoring. <laughs> Good job. And you said we're getting experimental. Yeah. Yeah. I... I do not, I do not know what's up with Tony, what's up with Jughead, what's up with Archie, I mean nothing, but what's up with Veronica, (laughs) um, who apparently scared her parents by reacting appropriately 
to the environment she's been placed in. Right. Which like... is to say, like, she said something vaguely snark- snarky and, like, along the lines of, I'm happy someone got hurt, and they're like, wait, what? Yeah, well, really just her mom was like that. Her dad was like, yes, good. And okay. Hermione was like, oh, no. Oh, Hermione. Like, whatever. What? How? How? Um, like, Hermione, let's not be pointing any fingers here. I don't understand her at all. No, she's no. a... She is not what I would call a consistent character. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Even by Riverdale standards. Which is saying quite a which bit. Which is saying quite a bit. Also, Cheryl and her mom had some sort of reconciliation, which sounds absolutely bullshit, but yeah. I'm glad that Cheryl has, I mean, any sliver of affection in any capacity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even if it is from her horrible, horrible, horrible parent. Yeah. Fuck, man. What a bleak thing. Yeah. Um, so what happens? Alright, so this is chapter 20, uh, Tales from the Dark Side. So instead of, okay, so, you know, Uh you know how, um, we usually open with Jughead's narration. We don't this Uh time. There's this stupid scrolling expository thing that's like, the Black Hood is putting the town through a test. What? what like, what? they have to not do a sin for 24 hours or something. What? And then, whatever. It's, they open with a Star Wars scroll? It's more like a Blair Witch Project scroll. Great! <laughs> Was Cole Sprouse sick? <laughs> no. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, like... You know how you mentioned Tales from the Dark Side was like an anthology? Yes. That's what they're trying to do here. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. So we're kind of going from, like, character to character. I mean, that's what they always do, though. No, but, like, this is, like, we're actually spending more than 30 seconds. Uh, I see. I see. You know? And, like, every character gets their own little kind of mini-narrative within the... Sure, let's make it even more minute. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, so is this divided into, like, parts? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Great. Cool. So, we we see the townsfolk reading the letter from the Black Hood, which has been published in the paper, Mm. telling them that he's going to test them. Oh. Um, That's the first screenshot. That's Josie and Cheryl reading their copy, I guess. Sure. Um, so Betty and Jughead are, uh, presumably post-coital or something. Mm. Uh, it's, or it's morning or whatever, and they're, like, lying in bed and, like, snuggling. Sure. And then Betty's talking about how she thought that she'd outsmarted the Black Hood, which is, like... Betty? Betty. In what way? In what way? And then she wonders, like, she's like... But how did he get into the sheriff's station? And then she goes, the only way he could have is if... And then she, like, trails off, and Jughead's like, what is it, Poirot? <laughs> you take his name in vain? <laughs> <laughs> you take his little gray cells in vain? Yes. <laughs> and then she's like, no, it's too crazy. I won't say. Oh, yeah, sure. And then... Jughead gets a call from Penny Peabody. Do you remember Penny Peabody? Of course, the um, lawyer slash tattoo artist. Yeah, who um his who Jughead's dad warned him not, not to, to talk to talk to, and then she says that she's ready to cash in her favor. Oh uh-huh. yeah, it's almost like it's almost like 
he maybe should be really careful about that type of payment system. <laughs> it's almost like, huh? Yeah. And so, she is in no way related to Sweet Pea. No. Even though they inexplicably have that in common with their names. Yeah, no, they're cool. not related at all. Great. So Jughead meets Penny at Pops, and he tells her that he can't uh, do whatever she wants. Ooh. He's like, nope. And then she's like, listen, you know, I'm here because FP got in trouble with some ghoulies in jail, and he's pretty messed up. Oh, shit! And he needs, um... He needs, like, some money oh. to get out early so that he can get away from the ghoulies or whatever. Uh, so Jughead's like, oh shit, and then Penny's like, if you, you know, if you do, uh, like, this delivery for me, then I'll use your share of the cash to help your dad. To see what I can do about oh, helping your dad get out faster. Okay, okay. And Jughead is like, you know, okay, well, what is it? And she's like, it's pancake mix it's drugs yeah i can't believe it (laughs) and then jughead's like i'm not gonna be your your delivery boy and she's like you know you have to if you want to help your dad and jughead kind of like agrees and then she's like you can't it's a big crate you won't be able to fit it on your bike you're you're gonna need so many pancakes it's like uh, just ungodly. Let me just go check the Archie's entire discography for a song about fucking flapjacks. Oh god. I'm not going to do <laughs> that. <laughs> you know what? You would be valid to do it. I would I would support you. Thank you. In in that if you truly wanted to. <laughs> so Jughead asks Archie to go with him. The delivery's in Greendale. Oh, no! So, Jughead um, asks Archie if uh, they can borrow Archie's dad's truck. Uh Um, So they they pick up the crate after school or whatever. Like, it's, like, at night. And they're, they're, you know, heading off to Greendale. Uh So they're driving in the car, and and while they're driving, Archie is telling Jughead, you know, he's kind of like, I don't really like that you're with the serpents. And then he Yeah, we've been through this, Archie. Yeah. And then he's like, you know, I imagined that, um, you know, you and I would, like, move to New York together after we graduated. And, and, and you know, Betty and Veronica would would have a place there, too. Uh-huh. And, and, and now, you know, I'm just worried that you might end up in jail or even worse. And, and you know, I, you're, my, you're my best. You're my bro, dude. You're my, you're my bruh. Mm. Um... And then... Touching. Yeah. And then Archie gets a flat tire, <laughs> and the car stops, so that conversation is done. Incredible. Yeah. Um, so they decide, they're like, you know, okay, like, who do we call? Who do we call? Like, do we call Betty? And then Archie's like, no, I'm not letting you, like, drag Betty into this. Excuse me? Fl- yeah, I don't know. A, not your fucking call. B, I got news for you, Archie. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, uh, they decide they're gonna call Kevin? I what? don't know why. <laughs> what? But then, um, but then they don't end up having to call Kevin after all, because a guy with a, with a big old truck drives by. Great. And he, like, gets out, and, and, uh, he, they're like, you know, do you have a spare? And he's like, I don't, but, you know, I can give one of you a ride. 
Just one. Jesus. Just one boy. No, this is, this is, like, so many levels of they've done it bad. Yeah. Like, so many levels. Honestly, just call Kevin. That's a better choice. (laughs) And when we're saying call Kevin, that's a better choice. Yeah. I mean, what do you even say to that? I mean, I don't... So does Kevin drive then? I would assume so, if they're gonna call him. And Archie drives, but doesn't technically have his license? I guess he has his license And Jughead... Has a, has a motorcycle. Right. So the crate's too big for the motorcycle. Who was driving in the drag race? Uh, it was Jughead driving. I don't know where they got <laughs> okay. the car from. Yeah, so, like, why couldn't I think it's just, like, a serpent car. I don't, sure. I don't know why. I don't know why. And I'm sorry, I have two more questions. Yep. One, are we to assume that the ghoulies that were arrested because Archie decided it was a good idea to call the police on them are in the same place as FP, and it's those guys that have got FP? Yes. Okay. I believe so. And was not there a whole thing about it's the ghoulies that are doing and dealing drugs, not the serpents? Uh Uh-huh. So a crate full of pancake mix from the serpents is drugs Mm -hmm. being delivered by the serpents. So... I don't know what you have a problem with here. (laughs) If you're... I just don't... I mean, yeah. Like, there's no consistency. Why are you asking for it? I just want to make sure that (laughs) I'm not the one that's crazy. No, you're not. You never are. If you have to ask, you're not. Bruh. 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 Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> a solve for my sanity. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. A solve for my sanity. sanity. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> <laughs> so Jughead gets in the car. Yeah, I'll bet he does. And um, also, this guy has like a, a tarp covering something with flies buzzing around it. Oh, God. In the back, so that's nice. Um, and then, like, the guy also tells them not to look. So. Yeah. Good. And then we get our title card. Uh-huh. And then the guy tells Jughead that the Black Hood reminds him of the Riverdale Reaper. Oh. Who apparently was okay. a thing. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. <laughs> How big is this town? How many serial killers are there? Well, the Riverdale Reaper was from a long time ago. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. So that's the difference, I guess. Um, So I... I cannot believe. Mm -hmm. So while they're driving, Archie uh, calls someone uh, to bring him a spare tire. Yeah. And then... They leave, and he sees, like, I think, okay, so there's kind of, like, three different stories that happen in this episode. Sure. There's Archie and Jughead, and Uh, we get, like, a whole, like, title card for them. Oh, wow. It just says Archie and Jughead. Oh. And then there's, um, Josie. Yes. And then there's Betty and Veronica. Oh, we've teamed them up. That's cute. Yeah. And then it's kind of, I don't know why Josie doesn't get to be teamed up with anyone. It's not like she has. Considering she (laughs) 
is like part of a team. How do you? Are they legally not allowed to give lines to Mel- Melody? She gets like two whole lines this episode. Wow! Was, and Val shows up again. Oh. I know. Um, but I think what they're kind of trying to do is like use like a different like kind of subgenre for each oh, story. So, for so that this, is like the Tales yeah. from the Dark Side. So for this, for Archie and Jughead, it's like it's a horror. Yeah. Uh, and then for uh, Josie, it's like a thriller. And then for Betty and Veronica, it's more of like a, like a, a detective yeah, kind that, of thing. Yeah, that tracks. So. Um, what an interesting decision. Yeah. That's, this is what I mean by experimental. Yeah. Yeah. And what an odd place to put it. What a strange, out of the blue, just random thing to do midway through your season. It really is just like a throw spaghetti at the wall, see what sticks, where it's like, oh, Truly. they like the musicals? Okay, find another musical for season three. Oh, um, they think there's we're showing too many people? Well, let's do an episode where they show them, like, you know, it's all split into parts. Haha, we're great. I'm Riverdale. Yeah, this is kind of when they start getting into, like, genre stuff. Great. <laughs> Which I know that you're excited about. I, I really care about genre fiction. <laughs> and, and... <laughs> I didn't really know there was a term for it until, like, recently, and I realized that it was like, oh, I get it. And that was also around the time where we started doing this. Oh, interesting. Um, and it does make it hurt all the more. It would. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, I I mentioned this because it is at this point that Archie wants the, like, car mechanic people are driving away. Mm. He sees a uh, a deer crossing the road that is covered in blood. What? But just walking super casual and kind of looks at him and then just finishes crossing the road. So, just, that's fine. Okay. That's Riverdale's attempt at being like, it's spooky. That's Riverdale having watched three seconds of the show Hannibal and being like, dear imagery, blood, got it. <laughs> this is scary. I know what scary is. It's deer in, and blood. You put them together, you get the ultimate scary. <laughs> this is what I know. My name is Ryder, and this is what I've learned. I think KJ Appa can pull off the dramatic tension necessary to drive this through <laughs> as Mads Mikkelsen might. Mm-hmm. Truly two actors who are on par with each other. Mm-hmm. So, Jughead... I'm so sorry, Mr. Mikkelsen. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jughead, this guy, I don't think has a name that he's with. I just <laughs> refer to him as Dude throughout dude! my notes. Love it. So, Jughead and Dude stop at a gas station, and um, he's like, I'm gonna go in and pay. You fill her up. And Jughead's like, okay. Mm. And then he, oh. he starts filling it. Up, and then he, like, looks yeah. in the back, and it's, like, it's a dead deer. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, and then Dude walks out, like, as he's, like, lifting yeah. it, and he's like, come on, I'm hungry, there's a cafe over there. And so they go to the cafe, and Dude is like, you know, it's okay that I have a deer because <laughs> I have a permit for shooting deer. And it's like, okay, nobody asked, but... <laughs> 
he tells he tells him that the Riverdale Reaper Ugh. was a dude that shot an entire family with a shotgun. Oh my god. And some people say he was killed. Yeah. And some people say he escaped Riverdale. And uh. some people say he never left Riverdale. Oh no. And then dude wouldn't be surprised if it were the same guy as the Black Hood. Okay, well how long ago was this? A while. Okay. Yeah. It's spooky. Are you not spooked? Are you not no. feared? Oh. No. Oh. And hmm. and furthermore, hmm. I am enraged. And <laughs> Yeah. I yeah. can't believe it. We're already adding just another serial killer. Yeah. Like that's just a thing to do. Oh Miranda, just you wait I until don't want to- Season four. Shut up! <laughs> so, um, the dude tells Jughead, okay, so he like finishes eating. Mm. And dude's like, you pay for this. Ha! And then before that, like when they got into the car, uh, he was like, I'll, I'll take you to Greendale if you pay. And Jughead's mm. like, I only have $18. So ah! he gives the dude all of his $18. All 18. And then he, so. Dude is like, you pay, and Jughead's like, I can't, I gave you all of my $18. <laughs> and then, uh, dude says, he's like, well, I'm leaving, and this is your problem. Okay. And then he, and I'm taking that crate that you have that oh, I know no! has stuff in it with me. And then the waitress is like, whoa, what the fuck, you gotta pay for this. And then Archie shows up what? just in time. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, before the waitress can call the cops, he's like, you know, I'll pay, I'll pay. Sure. This is fine. Sure. So now that uh, the cops aren't coming, I guess Archie and Jug have been able to take the crate from Dude's car. Uh-huh. Dude is gone. They load up the crate and they keep going. Oh, that was useful. Yeah. Sure. So they wind up at a warehouse where there is a lady and another dude and they accept the crate, Great. and then she's like, you know, next time, don't be late. And uh, uh, Jughead's like, oh, there's not a next time. This is, Penny and I agreed, this is like a one-off thing. And she's like, that's weird, because Penny told me that some kid named Jughead Jones is my new delivery boy. Uh, and Jughead's like, oh no! <laughs> that's my name! <laughs> uh, so... Then they get back to Riverdale, yeah, and they're at Pops, and Jughead thanks Archie for helping him, and then Jughead wonders if Dude's story was some kind of lead, and he's like, how about tomorrow you and I go to the library? Oh, good, let's do that. see if we can find anything, and Archie's like, no, I can't tomorrow, but I could the next day, Mm -hmm. and then Jughead looks disappointed, but I don't really know why. (laughs) I don't- What? Like, he's like, oh, like, you're abandoning me. And it's like, no, he just has plans tomorrow already. Like, you you asked him last minute. Like, he had, he has things to do, Jughead. I don't know. He also doesn't strike me as a fantastic research partner. Right? Like, wouldn't you rather go with Betty? Mm. So, um, Jughead, uh, is like... You know, I think Archie says, like, you know, do you want me to give you a ride home or whatever? And Jughead's like, no, I'm going to go to um, to the jail because visiting hours start at sunrise and I want to go see my dad. Okay. So Jughead goes to visit FP. Yay. 
he's like, I gotta see my dad, he's all beat up or whatever. Right. And then FP walks into the room, and he's fine. Yeah! <laughs> and Penny lies. Of course she did! Because obviously she did. It doesn't make yeah, that shit doesn't, it didn't make sense, but also I never know if it's supposed to make not make sense on purpose, or if it's because it's Riverdale. Yeah. Maybe it, a bit of both. It, usually it is a bit of both, actually. Grand. Yeah. So FP comes in singing Bring Him Home. Mm-hmm. And then um, Jughead goes to confront Penny. He's like, I want out. But Penny's like, I have a video of you delivering the drugs. So now you have to do it for me. Keep doing it for me. The delivering. The delivering. They need their pancakes. They need their pancakes. Um, Penny says that um, FP made her a promise that he didn't keep and oh. um, Jughead is now the one who has inherited uh, FP's debts. Right. Now that FP's in prison. Right. So that's Jughead and Archie's little story done. Cool. We are wiping our hands off onto the fabric that is the narrative <laughs> cloth mm-hmm. of Riverdale. Mm. You got there. I got there. <laughs> I didn't think you didn't think I would, but I did. I wonder if that whole segment, because I haven't seen it, but you're with the creepy like Pacific Northwest vibes and the diner and whatever. I actually wonder if how much of a Twin Peaks homage that was. Oh, I don't know. I've never seen Twin Peaks. No, I, but really, I would really like to because I know that they're the vibes from that are very present here, like mm-hmm. intentionally, and so I feel like it actually might be useful. Um. Also, specifically with the diner and waitress thing, like, that was Machinomics' character. She was a yeah. waitress. Yeah, I do remember that. I feel like there's also deer imagery in that, but also I could just be making it up. Maybe. Maybe. So, now it's Josie. We get her little title card on uh-huh. screen. Uh, Josie is practicing uh, a song at school. Mm. Um, and then it's like, it's like after hours or whatever. And mm. she's startled by the janitor. And he's like, oh, I didn't know you were still here. She's like, yeah, like, I'll just, I'm just <laughs> finishing up. And then, like, you know, I'll slip out of the side door in a bit. And he's like, all right, just don't tell the principal because he'll have my head for letting you stay and not locking the door properly, whatever. Why would she tell <laughs> I don't Okay, sure, fine, sure. Uh, but then, so, uh, Josie starts, like, walking out of the school, mm. and then, uh, she thinks she hears something, and she yeah. runs out. Yeah! Yeah. You and would! then she gets back home, mm-hmm. uh, where Mayor McCoy is, because that is her mother. Yes! <laughs> Uh, so, uh, the mayor is upset because, uh, Josie came home late, and she's like, I don't want you out on the streets alone, which, fair enough, you know, considering murderer. Mm, Maybe two. Maybe, maybe more. (laughs) Uh... (laughs) So, uh, then we're, we're back at school, it's the next day, uh, Josie is explaining to Cheryl that she's stressed, which makes the polyps on her throat. What? Oh. Her, her vocal cords oh. swell. And then she's been practicing her own music behind the pussycat's back. Oh. This is this is something that immediately confused me. Because right. why would they care? <laughs> like, jo- like, why would they care if Josie's working on solo stuff? Like... Because, I mean... <laughs> I think I have... I think I 
it can feel like a betrayal if you're a if you're a bandmate where it's sort of like well because the implication can be that like oh so you're doing your own thing and we're not part of it anymore i guess and that can make like practicing and rehearsing complicated i feel like you do like hear about this i don't necessarily understand it yeah like because i mean like jer does music right and he is in a band right but like he also works on solo stuff and that's not a problem for anybody but he's a functional human being i guess that is the difference <laughs> isn't it <laughs> and you you do hear about it with um with things like <laughs> wow i'm going to use this as an example i can't believe it like one direction yeah like as soon as one of them started working on a solo thing it was sort of understood that there was like a bridge that had been crossed and then burned that's so weird like i feel like that's just such it's like okay i do kind of get it in this context because it seems like a very high school teenager like (laughs) kind of you're ditching us kind of thing um so like in the context of like just riverdale considering these are high schoolers like sure you know Mm. um but like that one direction thing is interesting because they were adults by the time they split up. Were they were they also not? they were also super manufactured. <laughs> That's too. a really good point. It, it, when you're well known, I think it also becomes a sort of a thing like yeah, the attention is no longer split between the three of them. Like it's it can be seen as like a power move or a mm. or a greed move. Which to be fair, yeah, Josie's already sort of pulled with them. Um, by demanding, like, exactly how things should be done and written. Yeah. So, you know what? Actually, in that way, maybe it's a good thing that she's going off on her own. So, now I've come back around, but I don't understand why she didn't tell them. Yeah. I'm confused. Yeah, so am I. Cool. <laughs> and I'm watching this show. <laughs> so, um, okay. So, Cheryl is like... Th- now, this is another weird part. Because Josie's explaining that she feels bad about lying or whatever. Correct. And then Cheryl is like... And you feel like you're sinning and you're worried the Black Hood will go after you. What? Which is like, what makes you so special? Like, you're sinning, you're sinning by doing solo music. That's not really sinning. That's being kind of shady to your friends, but... Hey, it's a choir of angels in heaven, not a soloist. (laughs) So obviously, all the soloists (laughs) are in... A special circle of hell. Right, of course. And that circle is called Riverdale. <laughs> mm, I knew it. <laughs> uh, so Cheryl's like, you know, I, I wouldn't worry about it. And then Josie opens her locker and there's like a little stuffed teddy bear in there Ew. with a note Kay. that says, I'll be watching you on it. What the fuck? But then like Cheryl and Josie both act like it's like a cute thing. Like <gasps> they're like, ugh, like. Who is this secret admirer who's leaving notes? What the fuck? It's, like, so unhinged. It's just like, what? She's, Cheryl's like, ooh, it's your, it's from your secret admirer. It's, like, the third note you've gotten this week. And it's like, I'll be watching you is not something. The third note? Yeah. No, no, guys, no. This is the second thing that I've heard about, I think, in about a, a week, actually, where, the plot of something is hinged on a woman who, like, lives alone or is fairly isolated in some way. Yeah. Having 
voyeuristic eyes on her. And it's okay because either she likes it or she facilitated it. And it's like, no, (laughs) have you, like, name me one person, name me one woman who would find that sort of thing in any way endearing. Right? I'd be like, please stop. Also, how did you get into my locker? Yeah. (laughs) And teddy bears, I don't. Yeah. I need to... (laughs) So, uh, okay, so then we're back in the music room. Josie is practicing her song, but she is interrupted by none other than Mr. Chuck Clayton. No! (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. So he asks her on a date. Yeah, does he? And she's like, no, I don't want to do that. No. And she's like, are you the one putting gifts in my locker? And he's like, I can be. And she's like, ew, that's gross, and gets up and leaves. (laughs) Can we, this guy. Just the worst. We can't do a single thing to make him likable in any way. No. At all. Uh, so, so Josie tells Cheryl in class about Chuck, and then says that she wants to take a eucalyptus steam bath at school for her polyps okay where are you doing this precisely in the gym showers (laughs) that is grody yeah that's nasty also i should go home and have yourself a eucalyptus steam bath because (sighs) that is for one thing much cleaner I would imagine, than a high school locker room. I'm also not entirely certain that steam helps with polyps. I don't know. I know it can help, like, if you're... Steaming is good if you're, like, a singer, Mm. and singing can cause polyps, but I don't Mm -hmm. actually know if there's an overlap there. Um, Also, I did just look it up just to make sure. Um, I don't want to freak you out or anything, but this episode (laughs) was written by a man. And... Um... Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> I don't like doing those sort of gender stereotypey things. You know what, though? Sometimes you really can just tell. Like, sometimes it's like, no, a woman would never write this because that is not, you know, There, it is a different experience, mm. you know? You know? Fucking Chuck. Yeah. He's such a, he's such like a, I don't know why I'm hung up on him, like, specifically within, like, the comics. It's just he's such a, like, kind of a, kind of clueless a little bit, mm-hmm. not always attentive to his, to his girlfriend, but he really cares about her, and the only reason that he sometimes... Who's his girlfriend? Nancy. Oh, I, I don't know a Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know her. There is an Evelyn who comes in. Evelyn. Ever and ever. ever and, yes, I've heard of her. She's from Lil Archie. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, no, but Chuck Chuck was introduced, and his dad was the coach, and he did some football things sometimes, but he's like a cartoonist. <laughs> yeah. Like, he wants to be a cartoonist, and his big sort of thing with um, Nancy, who was introduced a few years later because they wanted to give him a love interest, but it was... Um, late 60s, early 70s, or something like that. Maybe she came around in the 80s. Anyway, they didn't want to give him a love interest that wasn't also black, so they invented another character. Yeah. And... They're, like, as, as relationships go in the show, like, they're, they're sometimes some jealousy and whatever, but it's not, like, Moose and Midge levels. Like, mm. they're actually a pretty functional and steady couple. Good for them. But sometimes, like, a, an issue with, with, 
an issue with between them. An issue with between them. <laughs> Sometimes he's just, like, too focused on his work and she feels, like, a little neglected. Yeah. But, like, that's such, like, a... That's a pretty normal relationship it's, problem, I feel like. It's so for someone, human. Yeah. For someone very passionate about about their work, I, I you know, that's a very, it's a very regular And then to take issue. this guy and turn him into... Uh, an awful person. Awful person. Mm-hmm. Whose sole character trait seems to be... Bad. Yep. <laughs> misogynist. Foot- yeah. Football mm-hmm. misogynist. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> why? And I know they make other people terrible too, but it just... Ugh, yeah. It rankles. It is interesting that um, Chuck in particular is kind of getting your goat. Why? I don't know. There's no reason. Oh, sorry. I'm just... <laughs> no, I'm questioning everything. <laughs> I know. No, there's a couple <laughs> characters where for some reason... I get this way about some historical figures, too. Mm. There's plenty of, like, sad things that happen in history, but every so often I just get... There's, like, one person that I get, like, hung up on. So right. maybe I'm doing that here. That, that's valid. I respect Thank that. Thank you. Um, so, uh, Cheryl's like, we have... Okay, oh, I forgot, also. Um, earlier, uh, when they were by Josie's locker, I guess Cheryl is kind of, like, hooking Josie up with, like, a, a guy at a recording studio to mm. work on her solar stuff. So, solar? Solo stuff. Her solar stuff. <laughs> she shines as bright as the sun. Yes. Um, so, you know, Cheryl's like, oh, we have to practice for the, uh, recording studio. And then Josie's like, you know, the only person we're controlling with my mom is you. What? And then Cheryl's like, you know, listen, like, I'm sorry if I'm pushing you too, like, if I'm pushing you too hard, like, I just, I'm just so grateful that you saved me from, uh, Nick St. Clair because Josie oh, of the course. came and kicked the shit out of him. Correct. And, you know... I, I, I just want to, like, like help set huh. you up for success. Oh. This is, like, the way that I know how to how to be grateful. Oh, boy, that's sad. And, and you know, but I can take a step back if this is too much for you. Where is this coming from? She's so, she's, t- how did the, wh- who took over? Who possessed this writer all of a sudden and gave Cheryl some depth I don't out know. of nowhere? I don't know. Um... But Josie tells Cheryl, like, it's all good. Like, you know, I, I'm just, you know, I'm a little overwhelmed right now. Correct. Um, so then Josie is in the showers, taking her eucalyptus steam. Why? At school. Would you do this? Isn't this so strange? This might be the strangest thing of this episode. It's just like, there's so many layers. Yeah. It's like, you can go home and do this. And, like, clearly... You were freaked out about being in the school after yep. hours yesterday. So why are you sticking around again today? So obviously the thing to do is stick around after school in a public space and get naked. And get naked. And also, like, again, why the school showers? What? You could just use your own bathroom at home. Ugh, public showers. Mm. Right? Mm-mm-mm. I just, Mm-mm-mm. I don't understand. I don't get this. No. But... So she kind of, like, walks out in her towel, and she's startled mm-hmm. because the pussycats are there. Oh! Uh, Val and Melody are there. They smelled eucalyptus, and they came running. Melody gets, like, a whole line. It's very exciting. We love to see it. We love to see it. Um, they're, you know, they're like, you're ditching us, and, and you know, 
we're like we're done with you oh. and you playing us or whatever yeah. and then they leave okay so josie is leaving the school and she hears footsteps again and this time it's chuck no from around come a on and then she's like you know you know i'm i'm super freaked like do you want to give me a ride home what because i, I don't want to walk home by myself Again, and he's like, okay, but we have to make a stop on the way. No, no, no. Josie, jo- who, who, who would do this? <laughs> right? Who? No one. Nobody would do this. I'm afraid someone might attack me and I may be assaulted. You, known assaulter, drive me home. Mm-hmm. So, ah! the stop is Pops. They're at Pops. Sure. And they're oh, well, he's good. drinking milkshakes. And uh, Josie's like, stop smiling like we're on a date. This isn't a date. And then Chuck tells her that, like, you know, I'm changing. Like, I'm seriously, like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing art now. Like, I'm taking an art class. Oh. Oh, are they setting him up for a... Redemption? A arc? No. No. This is Riverdale. Yeah. Um, we have no arcs in Riverdale. We only have vague fluctuations. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) So... He's like, I'm taking art classes, and, like, I want to draw, and then, nah, and then he's like, you know, Josie, like, come and dance with me, and, and she's like, in Pops? And he's like, it's fine, like, come on, just, like, let loose a little. No, don't like that. And so, they, it's actually cute, like, okay. it's, they're like, I, like, it would be cute if, like, I didn't hate it, you yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> it would be cute if I didn't hate it. <laughs> yeah. So they're, like, dancing, and it's like, that's nice. And then, um, um, Mayor McCoy walks in and she's pissed what? to see Josie with Chuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what is she doing there? I don't know. Okay. Mayoral milkshake time. I guess so. So, Mayor McCoy confronts Josie again at home. Uh, Josie says, like, so... Mayor McCoy is like, you know, why are you acting out? And Josie's like, I'm not acting out. I'm living my life. Which is a very teen thing to do, I guess. Is it? I guess. (laughs) So Mayor McCoy tells Josie, like, she's like, listen, the reason I want you to be careful is because I'm getting death threats. Okay. Well. the last letter that I got mentioned you. Oh, Jesus. Mm -hmm. So... Also, Sheriff Dad is there. Sheriff oh, Dad, hi! Sheriff Dad is in both scenes where Josie's at home. And it's like, Sheriff Dad, do you, like, live here? <laughs> like, do you he doesn't. In? He doesn't know. Yeah. Oh, so, my God. Are, are he and the mayor having a thing? So. What? <laughs> what? What? Her husband's on the road. What? Why are all the, the married women in the show adulterers? I don't know. Because that's. I guess the one trait they can think to give them, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, so um, Sheriff Dad is there because I guess he's moved in, <laughs> and he thinks it's his home. They don't have the heart to tell him it's yeah. not. So <laughs> he keeps calling Josie Kevin. It's <laughs> like hey, Kevin. She's like, uh-uh. no, <laughs> try again. <laughs> give it another go, buddy. <laughs> Uh, so, Josie, okay, so, Sheriff Dad asks if Josie has gotten any letters herself, uh, from anyone. Yeah. And she lies and says no, and it's like- Josie! Why would you lie? Why would you lie? Why would you lie, though? Like, what reason does she have to lie? 
Like, actually, what reason? Uh, Her mom's already getting death threats. She already knows mentioned Josie. What yeah. purpose does she... Yeah. Like, maybe she still thinks... Does she honestly not connect it? Like, that could be it. But that seems so weird. Yes. So, I don't know. It's very strange. Whatever! Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, we're, we're back at school. Mm. Josie tells Cheryl that, um, she tells her everything that's going on again. And Cheryl's like, no, don't, don't date Chuck. You're so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't date Chuck. He's a bad. And then, uh, we get a weird, like, okay, so Cheryl is like, don't date, like, Chuck. He's, like, stalking him. That's so weird. And then we get this weird, like, janitor <laughs> moment where, like, it's like a prang. And then, like, the janitor, like, we see the janitor yeah. and he's like, what the fuck, stalking? And it's like, okay. It was the janitor all along. It, it was the janitor all along. Of course. And then we go to the music room. There is a letter for Josie, and it is a drawing of her. Yeah. The screen cap that uh-huh. I gifted to you. Yeah. Um, and there's also a box that has a pig heart in it. A pig heart? A pig heart. What? Yeah. I do. That is kind of funny, only because <laughs> I know that at least in... The Manitoba curriculum. Mm-hmm. That's what you dissect if you take biology in eighth grade. Yes. I remember and dissecting so, the pig heart. It was cool. I, I thought it was cool, too. Yeah. Um, but I like the idea that it, sh- it this is alarming to receive, but also I like, it's like, ah, <laughs> oh, fuck, I don't, uh, and this guy has to, like, break into the biology lab yeah. and, like, take a, yes. take a heart. Yes. I love that. <laughs> like... <laughs> the fucking bio teacher's like, I'm missing a heart. <laughs> and his students are like, no, it's okay. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, like, not, this isn't poetic. This is. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm actually missing a heart. So, like, it's gone. So, um, Cheryl and Josie confront Chuck, uh, and then, and they're like, why are you doing being so creepy and weird? And he's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> And the janitor is also there, and he's like, what's going on? And they tell him that Chuck is being a dick and a creep, and the janitor, like, drags him out of the room. Oh, fun! It's like, fun times? It's like, what? That can't be allowed, but fun times. I really agree that that can't be allowed. So, then we're at home. Uh, Sheriff Dad is there again. <laughs> I actually don't remember if he, he was in that first scene at home. He might not have been, but he... You just put him there. Consistently has been, Like, every other time we've been there, he's also been there. So I think I just, you know, filtered him back in. Sure. Uh, into that scene. You're creating false memories for him because he has trouble creating his own. On, on. Yeah. <laughs> so... Totally call. Starring Sheriff Dad. <laughs> So, uh, okay, so Sheriff Dad tells him that they, like, that he spoke to Chuck, but he found no evidence that Chuck is the one who's been sending the death threats, and then Sheriff, or, uh, Mayor McCoy is like, well, keep looking, or whatever. <laughs> so, Josie is practicing again at school, and then someone walks up behind her holding a knife, uh-huh. and grabs her, and spins her around, and slits her throat. 
No, Kitty. I don't think so. <laughs> it's a dream. Oh no! And Josie wakes up and she's like clutching her throat. Yeah. And she's like like gasping and her mom runs in and she's yeah. like, what's going on? Um, is it a rite of passage for Riverdale kids to dream about getting knifed? I apparently. Cool. Yeah, I don't think you can be considered a citizen until you've had a dream about Except being for Dilton, stabbed. who did actually stab himself, <laughs> lest we forget. <laughs> Never forget. Someone check in on Dilton. Yeah, like, where the fuck is that motherfucker? Is he okay? No. He can't be. He cannot. You're right. That's a really good, that's a good point. So, then, after that, we cut to Cheryl, who is lounging at home. She's got herself a little sketchbook. And she's no, drawing no. a picture of her and Josie yeah. together. And no. it's the same style no. No. as the picture Josie got with the pig heart. <laughs> I knew you would like this part. I knew you'd like So it. now! Yeah. So now! Yeah. We're doing the predatory lesbian trope? Mm-hmm. I need something to strengthen. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> you are just speechless. I'm so mad. It's really bad. It's pretty. It's, yeah. Good representation. Yeah. Kevin, who is nothing but dick. <laughs> Cheryl, who is shot upon by everyone and then becomes a possessive artist sketcher and yeah, which is Tony question mark. Because I, I don't think we've ever really seen like, well, Tony who is not bisexual is what? her thing. You oh, know? what? Because remember, she like kissed Jughead yeah. and then it's like, I'm more into girls because we can't have a bisexual. Oh, so that was actually, that was actually her saying like, I am I am a lesbian, not I have I mean, a preference for girls. I don't know. Okay. It could have been I have a preference, but also, I mean, we must not say the forbidden word bisexual. No. Uh, yeah, so we have that. And it's also interesting because, like, I don't think we've ever seen Cheryl draw before. No. And <laughs> what, what, they just throw this in. They're like, yeah, she, she does a, a art. It's like... If we could have seen her draw something. She's good, too. And yeah, she's an incredible artist. And if we could have seen her, like, develop... I, like, we don't really know anything about her relationship with Josie, right? No. Like, we know they're friends. Mm-hmm. Great. And we know that Josie came and kicked the shit out of Nick. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, I think we know kind of from, like, season one that, like, she and Josie are, like, fairly close. Okay. okay. Um, But we've never... Until this point, really seen them have, like, actual interactions with each other. Which is, like, show, don't tell, guys. Come on. I wonder if it's supposed to be a sort of thing where, because she's been so, like, (laughs) love-starved for her whole life, and she's also been put in danger so many times, Mm -hmm. that it is understandable she would sort of get really fixated on someone who saved her. Yeah. Like, that thing she had with Archie, where it's like, I have given your father life because you saved mine, and it's just sort of like, what? <laughs> and, right? Or or she invites Veronica to the 
uh, not the seance, <laughs> the funeral. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wish, um, because because it's like <laughs> you you came after me when I was having a sad. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if this is like the latest, except that she's never fucking. I hate this. Yeah, I mean, I do too. Yeah. How could yeah, I I could see it totally as like you know she just doesn't know how to have a normal relationship with anyone, and like because she's had such deeply traumatic experiences when she finds someone to like latch onto, she like latches on hard in an extremely unhealthy, toxic ways, and which would have been fun would- to explore. <laughs> but you know we won't. No, no, we're just gonna we're just gonna. We're we're just gonna fucking drag her through the mud. Yeah, and then I'm pretty sure this whole thing gets resolved in basically two more episodes. Great, from what I remember, sure. like it gets resolved pretty quickly. It's and it, it's kind of like, well, then what was the point? I will try and take like, from this. If we're gonna do it, like do it. Like if you're gonna analyze Cheryl's, an anthology is not the place. Mm-mm. Yeah, like, just commit to something, anything. I'm begging, commit. I don't even care what it is at this point. Or I'm going to commit crimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to choose to take from this a silver lining I took from the episode where she was flirting with Nick before he tried to drug her, mm. which is that at least she's interested in someone who doesn't look like her brother. Fair. Fair enough. So, okay, now it's time for Betty and Veronica. We're Great. done with Josie. Okay. Bye, Josie. We'll Bye, see you Josie. next episode. Okay. Um, so Betty and Veronica are talking to Kevin about his dad. Um, you'll recall that last episode, Betty asked Veronica to help her investigate the Black Hood. Right. Um, now that they're pals again. Yeah. Uh, Kevin says, you know, my dad, he's, like, up at all hours, and I can hear him, like, talking to himself, and I think he's just really having a hard time with this Black Hood thing. Huh. And so, um, after that, Betty and Veronica go to the Blue and Gold, um, <laughs> to discuss, uh, Ke- what Kevin said about Sheriff Dad. Um, <laughs> they do, like, uh, you know, I think I, like, both of them are, like, I think I know what's going on with, with uh, Sheriff Keller. Uh-huh. And then, and then, you know, Veronica's like, it's so obvious. And then, like, Betty's like, he's the Black Hood. And uh, Veronica's like, he's having an affair. <laughs> and it's like, no, guys, <laughs> no. And they're both, like, looking at each other like, what? <laughs> and so then uh, Betty says, maybe he's having an affair and he's the Black Hood. <laughs> yes, Poirot indeed. <laughs> Her little gray cells. Mm. Are looking maybe like there's just the two of them in there right now. <laughs> Get them. So um, they're both like, you know, Veronica's like, okay, well, I'm gonna prove that he's having an affair. And Betty's like, well, I'm gonna prove that he's a black hood. Yeah, this is what this is about. Yeah, definitely. Um, so Veronica invites herself over to Kevin's for a sleepover. She's of like, course. you know, Kevin, like, we should have a sleepover. And he's like, ooh, like a sleepover at the Pembroke. Like, that sounds so fun. And <laughs> she's like, actually, I've never seen the inside of your house. I thought that maybe we could do yours. And then I guess that's it. Well, because he can't say no to her. <sighs> I don't think he's programmed to. Well, I don't think or so she either. programmed him, probably. She mm. would know about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Kevin, Betty... I must investigate your father. <laughs> Searching. 
Searching files for father. Father. <laughs> Opening folder. Hiram. Closing. Opening folder. <laughs> Searching for affair. Searching for extramarital. Searching, Searching for dill. <laughs> Found seven results. <laughs> Looking extremely dilfy, Dutch Apeg. <laughs> I'm gonna die. Oh. So, Betty interviews Sheriff Dad at the station. What? The blue and gold. Oh, sorry. I was like, <laughs> how did that, how did the roles reverse so drastically? <laughs> I'm the sheriff now. Yeah, Betty is now, it's now Betty's game, and she's also <laughs> the sheriff. And he's the Black Hood, and having an affair, and... <laughs> so, um, she's like, you know, it's, how did the Black Hood break in to the jail and shoot the sugar That's man? a really good question, and he said, uh... He's Man, like, we were talking to Hildegard, and she just, she didn't know. She didn't know. Uh, <laughs> Interview with Hildegard. Oh, I love Hildegard. <laughs> the true hero. Honestly. So, um, he, he's like, you know, I was out on patrol, and the sheriff on duty fell asleep. And what? And like, is that really all it took for the guy to break in to a jail? You don't have someone else on duty. You don't have, like, even though it's overnight, like, you should probably have at least a few. You don't have locks. He's like, he's like, you can see that he pried the door open. Why is your door so easily pried open? <laughs> I, this is, I feel like, one of those times where it's actually not that beneficial that they took the time period away. Because if this was a jail cell in the 50s... I could yeah, probably buy it, but metal it. detectors, security cameras, doors with heavy, heavy, heavy automatic locks. Also, who's the other sheriff? Uh, uh he's the only sheriff. So who's the deputy? Great. Yeah. And Hildegard. And Hildegard. Oh, you know what I think happened? What? I think maybe he and Hildegard. Deputy and Hildegard. Mm, getting a little, a little bit spicy. Of... I like the idea of... That's um, why they didn't hear the gun bang, because they were... I do really banging. like the idea of of Hildegard, like, like they're just flirting. Yeah! Yes! Uh, that's yeah. He's, like, leaning yeah. on the counter. Yeah, exactly! <laughs> he brings her, like, a flower. Oh, Hildegard! <laughs> oh! She deserves all the flowers in the world. She does. Yeah. She's pure. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> they hear the gunshot and they're just like, never mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So we are at uh, Kevin's house. Uh-huh. Kevin is showing Veronica how to play a board game. What? We get the smallest inkling huh? of a personality oh, oh. before it is so very quickly snatched away from us. So oh, game? <laughs> oh game. He he's like he's like it's it's some kind of D-esque game. And he's like super like he says something super like nerdy and Rock oh. is like, okay. And it's My like God. please please and then and then it's gone. <laughs> I would not have pegged him for a nerd. Right, I loved it. And then it's just, it's, it's, 
come back. <laughs> Please. Like, no, we had a character for a second. How interesting. Right? We had something. Bring it back. <laughs> come back. So, Betty calls Veronica, and she's like, you're having a sleepover at Kevin's without me. Uh-huh. And Betty's like, I'm here to prove that his dad's happy for her. She's in a different room at this <laughs> She's not, she's not just saying this in front of him. Um, and she tells Kevin, like, she gets their phone buzzes and she's like, Kevin, like, I'm going to get something to drink. Do you want anything? So she can go talk to Betty. Right. Um, and then Betty's like, okay, well, like, while you're there, snoop. And then oh, she's like, go into the home office and the home office is locked. And then there's a basement and Veronica hears noises and she's like i'm not going down there but he's like go down there go what down the there fuck? and there's just like or veronica starts like going downstairs and there's like grunting uh, and then no and no. then it's sheriff dad yeah. working out and his abs are out now no <laughs> i would be so deeply uncomfortable if i were veronica i'd be like i actually have to drop dead so i'll see you later <laughs> can i i what have what has what has been gained? I nothing. He's working out, and then she covers by saying that she's looking for a drink. She's looking for like a soda, but the fridge upstairs is empty. And then he's like, "There's there's one over here. Help yourself." And then she like, "Who are you? Right? <laughs> Who are you again? Are you my son?" <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and then. She, like, low-key, like, questions him, like, you know, oh, it must be so hard, like... Oh, my God! I don't know, I'm, like, stroking the spine of my I didn't care for it, but the listeners will be protected. (laughs) She's like, it must be so hard with, like, your wife away, and, like... Away? Yeah, she's stationed somewhere else, I guess. She is also on the force. Oh, I thought she was dead. No. Okay. (laughs) And Veronica's like, you know, how do you cope? And then Kevin interrupts. And if I were Kevin, I would be like, oh, you two are having Yeah, I'd be like, why are you flirting with my dad? (laughs) My shirtless dad. Oh, there is one point where, like, again, there's just, like, this very, like, low-level roasting of Archie. Yes! That keeps happening around Veronica. They're like... Uh, Veronica's like, I didn't know you worked out so much, Sheriff Dad. It's really weird. Like, she doesn't say it like that. Like, I'm just doing it like that because, honestly, this whole situation just seems like she could be hitting on him. Like, the setup just really There's certainly a precedent for it. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, she's like, you know, I didn't know you worked out so much. And and then she says something like, Archie Andrews, better watch out. And then Sheriff Dad just says, well, I don't do this for vanity. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Get him, Sheriff! It's amazing. Put him in the handcuffs of your intellect. <laughs> so, um, Kevin interrupts. Yeah. And he's like, Veronica, what are you doing down here? And then, uh, and then it's the next scene. Veronica wakes up in the night and she sees Sheriff Dad, um, getting into his truck and uh, driving away. Okay, bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> um, so then at Pops, Veronica tells Betty about Sheriff Dad leaving. Um, Betty shows Veronica an article saying that a guy was killed by a train last night. What? And Betty's, and Veronica's like, 
the, why are you showing me this? And Betty's like, because Sheriff Dad is the one who pushed him in front of the train. Betty? You know, hey, Betty? Right? Like, you good? Right? Like, she's she's not good this episode. I don't know what happened to her this episode. She's off the rails. Hey, uh, <laughs> it's kind of a tasteless metaphor, considering the circumstances. I'm very disappointed. I'm disappointed in myself. <laughs> so, um, Veronica's like, no. And then, <laughs> And then Betty goes to the Keller's house to snoop some more. Yeah. She waits until Sheriff Dad is left. I guess Kevin is at school and Betty's not at school or something. Maybe he's cruising. So she, like, breaks into the house. Yeah, I'll bet. By, you know, getting the key out from under the plant or whatever. So all we need is Alice to break into the Keller's home and then we've got that entire fucking family. Basically. (laughs) Yeah. What if they all ran into each other? Like, they all go into different (laughs) rooms. They do the, like, Spider-Man meme where they're all pointing at each other. (laughs) And then Polly pops out of, like, a trap door just like, what I missed. Yeah. Oh, you guys are here, too. (laughs) She's still pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I'm wondering. So, um... (laughs) So she uh, is looking around. She breaks into his office using her bobby pin because, uh, of course, she does. Yeah, and then just like Poirot, <laughs> she finds his murder board. So it wasn't a remake. It of was the sheriff's murder board. It, it was, was just the, murder the sheriff's board. murder board. Great. Yeah. Um. She she's like, oh shit, and it's like, yeah, Betty. He obviously has this. Like he's the sheriff, but also like. Fair point. Why is it in his home? Like, we you just, have an office? But we, yeah. Why is he keeping it at his home? I feel like we talked about this before where it's like... Yes, we have. Because okay. it makes no fucking sense. Right. Yeah. I don't know, Betty. Don't you have... Don't you also have a giant board based on this one? You know he has one! Right? Like, why are you shocked? Are you the Black Hood? <laughs> I mean, I think she kind of... I mean, it's her game now. Oh, God. So. Fuck, you're right. So, she snoops around. <laughs> Sorry. I just picked her a ski mask with a hole cut in the back <laughs> for her ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, who could the Black Hood be? <laughs> iconic and beyond reproach. I'm so sorry, Kevin. So, um, she's like, snoo, starts snooping. She's like, snoo. She's like, snoo. So she starts, I told you no word's good. I told you. I fucking told you. So she starts snooping through his desk and she pulls out a black hood. Um, and then Sheriff Dad walks in. Oh, no. And I hate I hate scenes like this. Yeah. They just make my skin crawl. Well, They're so... one of those ones where it's like, oh my god. Where it's like you're doing something you're not supposed to. And, and like the caught. one person catches you and it's like, oh my How god. How many black hoods are there? Like 70 it feels like. Yeah. So, um, okay. So Sheriff Dad, Betty, and Hal all meet at the station. Oh, hi, Hal. Yeah. Well, Betty's in big trouble. Well, yes, she would be. Uh, Sheriff Dad explains that the hood was the one he pulled out of Archie's locker. Yeah. And then he's like, here's my logbook. This shows you where I was at the time of all the other murders. He doesn't need to fucking prove... Okay, sure. Yeah, I mean, I think he's just kind of <laughs> trying to do, like, a good faith, like... Okay, yeah, you know. because he's not, like, a terrible person. Yeah, he's like, Betty, nice. listen, I'm, like, full transparency with you. Here you go, kind of <laughs> And Hal's like, wow, Betty, I, I can't believe you broke into his house. That's awful yeah. of you, what my daughter. horrible thing 
to do. I can't believe it that someone would do that. Lovely paneling, by the way, (laughs) in your office. (laughs) She told me. (laughs) (laughs) Not that I would have ever seen it firsthand. (laughs) I would never, (laughs) as a Cooper, Mm -mm. break into the Anything. Ever. Nope. No. My wife was the crime person. I'm so sorry, honey. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm fucking this up. So, so um, he tells Betty, he he's like, you know, here's where I was during all the murders. And then he tells Betty that he's not going to tell Kevin about this. Oh. And he's like, you've been a very good friend to him. I think this would break his heart. Oh, Jesus. Okay, Which, that's a great move. Because A, it's like, I'm doing this for you, and also B... Lay on that guilt. Yeah. You feel like shit now. Yeah, because... <laughs> and you should. This is an insane thing to do, Betty. And This and is unhinged. All you and Veronica use him for is, like, info. Mm-hmm. To be... To be fair, it's not like Kevin has much of a personality. No, but they don't but let him. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. It's so gross. Mm. Man, come on. <laughs> like, come on. I, uh, There's just nothing about him. There's nothing. Like, we got just a glimpse of something, of something cool, something that actually gave him, like, a characteristic other than just gay. Yeah. You know? Like... Uh, a thing he enjoys other than men. <laughs> like, you know, it's just, it just sucks. So, um, so Betty calls Veronica. She still thinks the sheriff is up to something. What? Betty, I know. Please. So they're like, let's go spy on him at night. Great. And then, um, so they, they, uh, you know, go, get in their car, and they stalk his house, and he gets in his car in the middle of the night, and then they follow him to a motel. Uh, he uh, walks up to one of the doors with a duffel bag, and then <laughs> Betty, like, Betty is like, that could be his kill kit. And then Veronica's like, what the fuck is a kill kit? <laughs> Betty, you need to Stop. have a nap. Yeah. My god. Yeah, does anyone in this show sleep anymore? I don't think so. Cool. Um, so Betty, like, <laughs> runs out of the car, no, Betty and Veronica alive. has no choice but to follow. Mm. I would just leave. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, you know what, you get yourself Or just, like, slide one. down in the car seat, yeah. just like, mm. like no. <laughs> So they, like, sneak up to, like, and, like, hide behind, like, a pillar or whatever. Yeah. And they watch Sheriff Dead knock on the door. Yeah. And Mayor McCoy yeah, it opens it. And they smooch. Oh, no! And then uh, Betty and Veronica are like, what? And then they go back to Pops to discuss their findings. Mm. Um, <laughs> Archie and Jughead also walk in. This like this is all oh, kind of all the narratives can, converging. Converge. Yeah. Um, Veronica is like, I don't want to tell Kevin about, about, you know, the affair. Like, I think this is one of the situations where it, like, does more harm than good to, like, yeah, it's almost like, like it's none of your fucking business. Right? To to say anything, so I think we should keep this to ourselves. Um, and then Cheryl and Josie are also in a booth. Uh, Josie is, like, touching her throat. Yeah, cause... talking about the dream. Yeah. Um, and then we see Jughead um, leaving to see his dad. Like, he's getting up from his booth mm. to walk out. And then Pop gets a phone call. Oh, God, okay, hi. 
uh, he's like, you know, he answers and then he doesn't say anything and then he hangs up the phone and he like announces to all six people currently sure. in the building. Um, or I guess five because I think Jughead's already left. Mm. He's like, that was a black hood. Uh-huh. He uh, has told me that we have failed his test. We're all sinners and the reckoning is upon us. What? And that's the end of the episode. What? Yeah. What was the test? <laughs> I don't really know. Com- I, put together a cohesive narrative? <laughs> There's like a long scrolling exposition thing. I think the gist of it was like, just don't sin for 24 hours. Which I don't really know, man. Okay. So that was it. That was that was our experimental time uh, in Riverdale. What, what did you think? How did you like it? How would you rate the experience out of 10? What do you think? Probably like a 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... I mean, what? I mean... Yeah. The filler. The the pointlessness. The... The direction they've taken. It does... I... Yeah... Like, I mean, and, uh, yeah. Again, we're getting this same, I find Betty this episode particularly interesting. Mm -hmm. She's a character I'm hung up on. Mm. Just because last episode, we watched her, like, you know, she's been through this really intense psychological torture. Yeah. And then at the end, she's, like, turning the tables. Yeah. Or what she thinks she's doing sure. is turning the tables. And, you know, it, it is supposed to be kind of like an empowering thing for her. And, mm. it, and it, 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 she does, like, seem sane <laughs> when she does it, all things considered. Sure. And then this episode, she's just like, woo, let's do something else. Let's just go off the rails. Let's run around in circles. And I am crazy now. And it's like... How did we get here? <laughs> I don't, I don't even. And this weird fucking Jughead drug deal yeah. shit. Uh, yeah, it's really stupid. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, uh. It's just the thing, and you know, it's like, the thing is, like, I don't know what, what the point is. No, no. <laughs> like, of any of it, really. It's like. I get that it's to provide conflict, but it's kind of like, okay, well, to what end? And we have you so know? much already. Yeah, like, yeah, and that's it exactly, which is, like, the problem when you have an ensemble cast this large and you're trying to, you know, have so many interconnecting plots. It's just, like, have them all at least be working towards the same goal. No. You know, because then at least it's like, okay, I... I I understand like I'm not I'm not getting lost mm. and I'm not getting confused in it and it it really feels like this is actually a cohesive narrative like you know I don't know I don't know I'm, I'm just rambling now but I mean ugh what else whatever. is there to do <laughs> yeah I'm fair <laughs> I don't understand any of this and and normally in like any other show I'd be like really interested to find out, like, how the Black Hood knows all this, how he is surveilling them all. Yeah. But with this, I'm just sort of like, well, I know it's not gonna be explained. Well, considering the fact that he managed to pry the fucking door open, 
it's not going to be that good of a reveal, the reason why he knows everything and the actual reasons why he's doing this, you know? It's, yeah. Oh my god. What? Oh, Sorry, no. I just looked through the trivia real quick. Um, address that they are supposed to deliver the crate to um, <laughs> is for Miskatonic University, which is a central place in H.P. Lovecraft mythology. <sighs> Miskatonic University is like sort of a center for paranormal studies um, that shows up. Which is dope. But... Yeah. <laughs> and, um... I love the idea of, like, a center for paranormal studies. Yeah, let's do the Magnus Archives. Um... Okay. <laughs> please do. I don't have anyone to talk about it with. It's been a year and a half. Um, yeah, so they're, they've once more put in their fun little references, it would seem. Their fun little references. In lieu of a plot. <sighs> yeah. I keep thinking about the Black Hood not killing Nick last episode and being like he wasn't a Riverdale child. He wasn't like a river baby. Yeah. And, um... Ooh, a river baby. <laughs> river baby. And, um... And I'm just sort of like... Well, neither is Veronica. Neither is, like... Like, yeah. what, it, what does that mean? Yeah. I mean, I guess, like... I guess, like... Because the lodges were like a founding part of Riverdale. Were they? Were they? It was the Coopers and the Blossoms, right? Oh, you're right. I don't know where I got the lodges from. No, well, ages but ago... They, they eight... did live in Riverdale. Yeah, because Hermione... Before. And there was also, ages and ages ago, mm -hmm. wasn't there a thing where it was like a bunch of money going from either yes. the Blossoms to lodges yeah. or vice versa, and uh -huh. we never found out about that? Right. Correct. Yeah. Yes? Okay. Yeah. So that also is a confusion to me. Yes, it is. And... As it is to me. And what is this Reaper? What is this now? Yeah, we well, we better add in another element to this because we don't have enough. So this guy shot a whole family and then, like, disappeared? Yeah. Okay, so that's not... Like, you wouldn't really call that a Reaper, would you? <laughs> yeah. That's not... That's also not, like... Mm, sorry. <laughs> no, I love it. You would refer, like, to the event, mm -hmm. right? Like, it's not a series of... <sighs> yeah, like, you would maybe refer to the Black Hood as the Riverdale Reaper. Because yes. he is reaping, yeah. in a sense. Murdering one family, while incredibly tragic, is not what I would call a reaping. No. I hate it. Yes. Also... Just to set the record straight, mm -hmm. I don't know why I didn't look this up before. I really don't. I should have, and I sort of considered it and then didn't until later. Nick St. Clair? Uh-huh. He is from the comics. Uh-huh. Yeah. One comic in particular. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, from 2007 in a Betty and Veronica double digest called Bad Boy Trouble. Oh, great. So he's, like, a typical bad boy, and he, like, flirts with all the girls or whatever. Veronica's, like, falls for him, and... Midge and Betty are both like, don't, don't. She's also no. already partially dating Archie because they're perpetually doing that. Yeah. Um, and then, like, he pull, he tries to bully Dilton into, like, writing an essay for him. And then, and then Veronica writes the essay for him because Archie intervenes. Archie and Nick hate each other. Ugh. Interestingly, he is specifically 
from like a a bad kid from New Jersey oh. who was like he moved schools because he's had to do that a few times because of bad behavior or whatever. I wonder to what degree that informed Veronica's backstory. I was that they just gave thinking her. the same thing. Because yeah. Yeah. Um, and then at the end, um, he gets nice because they teach him a lesson, I guess. And uh, but it's too late, and he is sent off to military school. Oh, yeah. That's so that's good. Nick. Um, no date rape though. Rather crucially. Well, that's something. Mm. I guess. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> this is excruciating. <laughs> oh. And what is this fucking mayor, mayoral, sheriffly affair? I don't know, but Why we does sure it matter? are doing it. it I doesn't. would love if Betty and Veronica went through all that fucking trouble. They're like, they're just gobsmacked. Yeah. And then they're in the diner and Josie's there and she's like, yeah, he's at my house all the time. <laughs> and they're like... <laughs> They just, like, never talk to her about it. Yeah. <laughs> and then Kevin's like, what? Yeah, huh? Hmm? I was here rolling my D20s and reading my player's handbook. Ugh. Care to gather for magic? You know, I will give you a little, um, a little what? sampler of what is to come. What? what? Uh, so in season three... Yes. We do, uh, uh, a, uh, role-playing no, game no, does feature no, heavily... No, no. For no, season three. No, no. Say it with me. No. <laughs> it's too late. The season's already out. There's no stopping them now. We'll see about that. <laughs> what is the point? There is This none. show is ennui personified. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that was beautiful. That was a beautiful statement. I can't believe they've done that to Cheryl. Yeah. Yeah. It's so unnecessary. And I was, I was wondering, I was like, maybe we'll find out something about Josie. But, like, not really. But not really. No. No. I hate it. Yeah, it's not very good. Well. Uh, well. That's another one down. <laughs> 20 in. Uh-huh. Like, what, 60-some more to go at this point? Yeah. <laughs> Bye! Bye! Well, where did I put it then? Because there is some fun things that I wish I had better organized, even though there's just too oh, many bullet you points. Have something that's terrifying. Good. You know, it's always like it's like it's just because with you it's unexpected. <laughs> because I come in mm. and it, and we all know what's gonna happen. Like we all know what I'm here for. <laughs> but with you, it's like it really is like like when you have something, it's like oh. <laughs> it might be about the show. It might be a personal attack against your interest in Paul Gross TV series. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it very well could be. Sometimes, sometimes I was telling, I can't remember if I told you this or not, that sometimes it just feels mm -hmm. <laughs> like there's like just another person living inside my head. Mm -hmm. And this person is just a little goblin who loves chaos and loves being terrible. And every once in a while, she just pops out. And she just goes, hi! Hello! I think that just might be your id. <laughs> <laughs> Not to give Freud any credit in any way. <laughs> My id, definitely goblin-shaped. <laughs> <laughs>
Goblin shaped in. <laughs> That's the name of my um my next album. Yeah. Gotta get my seeds. Gotta get that nut. Get that nut. Spread that seed. <laughs> you set me up for that one. I did. <laughs> I set you up to get that nut. <laughs> <laughs>